Welcome to City in Focus. I'm Gloria Olivares. On this week's show, we'll hit the streets with the team from 28 Clean and learn firsthand what it takes to keep San Francisco looking good. We'll visit Stern Grove to hear some opera, some history, and the sounds of nature around Pine Lake. And what is GIS? Some power users show you how you can tap into this free online service. Our first story is about a problem that every San Franciscan has an opinion about and almost every visitor has a reaction to. It's homelessness in the city. Two years ago, Mayor Gavin Newsom tried a new approach to the problem, a unique project that has found a groundswell of support in San Francisco. And now other cities across America are using the idea to connect to their homeless populations. Neighbors, nonprofits, and local businesses all come together to help government meet the needs of the city's homeless residents. It's an experience that benefits everybody who reaches out. Uh, I've been in San Francisco close to 20 years now. Unfortunately, uh, half of that's homeless. I got here about 7:45. Got a good cup of coffee. I got a number. Um, today I'm 3:59, I think. You go. When you try to do the right thing, you make it a point to do what you have to to be at, at one place. Especially, like I said, when they, they got all the services in one building. So I can spend four hours touching each table and getting the information I need in order to get back on my feet. They're providing all these services under one roof. You don't have to go here, here, there, and wait till next week, which is good. When it was time to open, we had about 900 folks outside waiting to come in. Good morning. Thank you for your patience. Basically, what we're doing here is trying to find out what do they want, what do they need, and getting them to those services as fast as possible. I came for the uh, eyeglasses and giveaway program <laughs> and uh, make a couple phone calls to my family back home. Child care and some housing assistance. I'm basically here for employment. And maybe see about um, food stamps. And I've never been to one of these. I've not been homeless before. The scariest situations are when I see people who are recently homeless here, who look like me. You know, who look like they could be my friend. Um, who look like they could be a family member. A few wrong choices. A few, you know, a little bit of bad luck got them here, unfortunately. I just got laid off about uh, two and a half weeks ago. So came to the project. Uh, Homeless Connect to hook up with some services, mainly food, some dental. I've been married to the same man, my childhood sweetheart, and he started doing drugs. We went from having a nice house in Texas to nothing. The next step in the process is they get linked up with a volunteer, and this is the heart and soul of Project Homeless Connect. We greet clients, we shake their hands, Ask them to follow us, talk to them as we bring them into the hall and lead them to their first station. And you just find that they really find that to be very, very, they're very humbling on both, both sides. It's humbling for me and I find them to be also very, very humble. It's just a great opportunity to give these folks the dignity and respect that they deserve and they probably don't get enough of. These are the people that we step over on our way to our jobs. I started out right after the uh, hotel strike and lockout. And I was so grateful to Mayor Newsom for helping us out. I tried to think of how I could get back. Our jobs are about helping people. And um, so this is another way for us to give back to our community that treats us very well. Um, I like the way they, they, they take you around and get you started. Um, that's really nice. 
Um, and then, you know, they, they let you go and go through the different groups that you need. Are you involved in any program now? Are you with the PACE program or GA? Well, I used to be a long time. I'm going to see them on this route. Do you want to help with job search or career planning? Uh, both career planning and job search. Okay. I've been a journeyman carpenter for almost 27 years. So are you interested in like possibly getting into the trades then? Because there's a thing at the One Stop that might be really interesting to you called the City Build Academy. And that is basically where they will they'll double check the trading and skills that you've got and then they can put you on a crew and you can either do construction work or, you know, any kind of construction related. Okay. Okay, good. And are you receiving food stamps? Oh, you're not. Okay. I'm not receiving any food stamps or money or anything right now. Okay, so not medical, nothing? Uh, no. Okay, so we got to get you hooked up. This is the Department of Human Services. This is the benefits section. The beauty about coming here today as part of Project Homeless Connect is that we brought all our other requirements to this place, to this station, um, the triage is employability requirements um, assessment, and we have the orientation, we have the screening process, we have the finger imaging, and this really helps people who are unable to tolerate going to different appointments on several days. Um, I've already talked to housing, people for housing and shelter, there are several job leads already that I've been I've been given, so it's a matter of just following up, following through. Let me give you my name. So I have diabetes. My eyes are really bad. I'm gonna get my eyeglasses. I'm try to get my eyeglasses. When I got here, they said it's 60 more people. That was it. So not everybody's gonna get a pair. There's 8 million people in San Francisco who are homeless. I volunteer here for the eye screening and determining whether or not patients need glasses. They're very appreciative they tell us that and they've even come back to say you know thank you very much we really appreciate this it's really made a difference in my life I mean there was a guy today that I mean he couldn't couldn't see He's so nearsighted that he couldn't see beyond maybe two three inches everything's a blur and so it was a miracle for him because he hadn't had glasses for a while so he's gonna have glasses by tomorrow I just left eye care um, unfortunately they're not screening doing any more screening for the day um, and I guess I'll go over to um, healthcare next. This is the medical section where they just come and give us their name, and we just ask them to have a seat with the RN. There's six RNs behind us that will take an intake, find out exactly what they need medically. It could be podiatry or just to see a doctor. And then they'll sit here, they'll write an assessment, and then someone will escort them to uh, one of the booths where doctors are and podiatrists. We have two if not more, licensed dentists here that take a look at people's mouths and they get a card for Tom Waddell, which is a drop-in clinic here in the city. I would say the only thing that holds us back right now is that we don't have enough dentists to treat the number of people that we have come in. We would treat a lot more people. Legal is not an area that a lot of people deal with right away. Often it can be a really significant barrier to overcoming homelessness. We see about 185 uh, to 200 clients. And then um, in the DMV area, we see um, almost 300 to 350 clients each time. It's overwhelming, but it's helpful. I like this. It's great. You have an overabundance of people that are wearing these shirts willing to help, and that's a great thing. At our Cafe Connect, we actually have volunteers that um, work as waiters and waitresses. And this is just a really, really amazing process to watch. Everyone who comes here experiences surprise that 
it's such an easy thing to relate to this group of people. You know, when you're when you're out on the street, you ignore them. When you come here, you you act, you treat them like human beings, and people go away just feeling so gratified. It's tiring, but it's like you give back to people. You know, you give back to your community. You know, and it just makes the world a little less cruel. I actually heard people in line talking about the donation when I walked up, so it was nice to be able to see people come in, get the size they want, and be able to leave with the product. So it's uh, it's rewarding for us. It's rewarding for our employees to be able to see and to help out. The feedback that I've gotten from the employees that have showed up today has been very positive. They are very encouraged at the fact that the city is doing something like this for the homeless people and that they can be a part of it. I got involved because my son Adam, who's a teacher in San Francisco, participated and I thought it was so wonderful he invited me. I got involved through a friend actually who told me about this um, and I came um, a couple months ago and just wanted to make it a priority to come again and invite my family and some more friends. It's so well organized. I'm very impressed. It's just all the services and how well organized it is and it's just, it's, it really feels wonderful to be a part of it. Uh, it just affords a lot of dignity to the people that come and receive the services and uh, it's a great opportunity. Every services that, that you can possibly need or get you started is here under one roof. Once you leave here today, you should have an, at least six things accomplished. Uh, the bottom line here is you make contact, but you have to follow through. To get yourself or your business connected, go to sfconnect.org. You can sign up as a volunteer or donate a service to the next project, Homeless Connect. Phone poles, futons, paint camps. Some people don't take it to the hoop when they're taking out the trash. Residents call 28 Clean when they need immediate street service. We sent Charles Kremnack to spend a day finding out what's on the other side of a call to 28 Clean. It wasn't just another day in the cubicle for Charlie. This is a DPW Corporation Yard. I work for the Bureau of Street Environmental Services, uh, which uh, used to be known as street cleaning, but uh, we're in sort of a new age. So here we are. Here we are, 28 Clean. So these are our communication dispatchers. Hi. Okay, so I have 64, 63 for TVs and mirrors on the sidewalk. Okay, no problem, sir. You're welcome. Bye-bye. They get all the information about the location, the nature of the complaint, and then we can dispatch it. Control to 665. Ted, you're on the air, 73, Virgilio. And Jimmy, you're on the air, 134. Miscellaneous debris near the steps. By noon, they've done at least 100 calls per dispatcher. Once I get a request, if he or she's not on the air, I'll go ahead and page that unit. And these are all our radio channels. We have about 14 channels. I'll give them the service request, and then they'll respond for it. Can I take a call today? Well, you know, there's a lot of expertise that goes into a call, but I think we could have you dispatch a truck. It's 448? Yes. 448? 448? Do you copy? It's at 19th at California. 62, 10-4. 10-4. 10-4. K-4. 
can you kind of give us a little bit of a view here? Right. Um, what we have here, we have the cities broken up into uh, different districts. Right. We're going to be going over to uh, Zone E. We're going to be going over to uh, Iowa Street. Arthur Ford uh, runs a crew, and he normally works with the Packers. So this is what we'll be doing today. Put me to work. Okay. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll chop this down. Okay. I'll take it all in like this, bring it over, mm -hmm. like that, and then we'll just chop it. Pull it out. In the midst of while you're doing this, if you if you come across something that looks like a little more hazardous material-wise, yeah, like this paint, mm -hmm. you can't take paint. That that gets dealt with by. Yeah. Who, we who? have another uh, little patrol truck uh, that's gonna come out and pick up the paint. Right. Okay. We got TV monitors. We're gonna pick that up. Uh huh. We also have got uh, tires. We want to make sure you're looking for any needles. Mm -hmm. and, uh, we don't mix, mix any uh, hypodermic needles up with the garbage. You, you generally have to be a pretty positive person in a way to kind of deal with this job. You think because it's like you're sort of dealing with areas that. You know, you know, maybe it's been cleaned up recently. You know, it basically, yeah, it, it happens a lot. Where you clean up an area, you know, you come back, you know, a couple of days later and the week after, and it's back to the yeah. trash out again. So that, that, so we more or less, we're used to it because yeah. we know that that's what, you know, that's what it is. It's our job, and, you know, we get used to things like that. You know, you have to get used to it because that's the fact. It's yeah. a fact. That's the way it works. Yo. Oh, sure, yeah. Ready? Hip. So, so what, do, what do you think? Are you ready to sign up? Oh, totally. Huh? I think I'm a little overdressed. You're but a little overdressed? Yeah. A little, a little warm there, huh? Busted a sweat. Part of his daily routine here as George, our steamer. As you can see, the wall there, people urinate up against the wall and on yeah, the sidewalk. Yeah, they're covered right there. All right, it's a little trick. I mean, I just get it up like this. Mm -hmm. so I ain't got to touch it. Somebody got to do it. And it's not as big as I had. When they're bigger, they squeeze your <laughs> You know, I've been on the Packer truck, I painted, I work with graffiti. My favorite. You know, it's a good feeling when somebody comes out, hey, man, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Come on here, smell. Oh, what's that smell? Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Thanks. You know? One of my favorite ones, a guy got his head stuck in a trash can. Yeah. And he, I don't know how he got in there. We had to get Vaseline and stuff and rub his ears. And <laughs> so basically what's going on here, we're going to... Empty out and clear out this area here. Mm -hmm. Do you ever like find stuff like drugs or anything that do you uh, do you deal with that at all? I don't know, Dave. Did you find anything besides trash? Everything's trash. Yeah. Hey, Dave, leave up. Let, let Charles get a little in there. way to do it easier without opening the city can 
it would be just push off the debris off the top mm. and you're topping off the can because we're not supposed to empty these cans because that's sunset scavenger shot. There's a can on every corner. If it needs to be topped, we top it. You know, sometimes we get calls, but majority of my work is done on eyesight. If I see it, it needs to be done. Usually downtown, we usually fill up at least three or four times a day. You know, on a daily basis, it could change, and there could be various, you know, various uh, different assignments that may come up. You know, we could swing by. Hopefully, we see some of the trucks that are still unloading in the area. Charles, what we got going on here? This is uh, this is our our dump site here. Mm -hmm. This is where we dump all our debris into the back of the hopper of the truck here. We come here twice a day to unload all our trucks after the debris we picked up. So what I need you to do is go on up there, and the gentleman here is going to assist you in unloading the mattresses, the futons. Pull it out. Okay, hold it. Okay, what's your leg? Okay. Okay, okay. Sometimes things have a tendency of popping out, you know, boards, wood, whatever. And you have to be very careful with the when you got your goggles on. Yeah, it stop, push it in and down. And then pull it out. You've already been here once earlier? Uh-huh. Did you have as much stuff then, or was it more? Oh, my God. Did you survive your uh, day in DPW land? I think I did. I, I learned quite a bit. Got to do the packing truck, shoveling stuff down on Iowa, the steamer. I was, I was a little worried at one point just operating the packing truck that I could be a candidate for an industrial accident. We have 340 employees. Mm -hmm. Most of the people are out there doing it every day. Well, I think I'm, I'm ready to turn in my vest for the <laughs> okay. day. Okay. Uh, did a good job today. Thank uh, you. I tried. All right. Would you pass well, him on probation? Yeah, yeah he's, he's passed the probation, and uh, okay. he'll start tomorrow at 6 in the morning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Carol. Charles learned that you can also send email service requests to 28Clean. Just write to 28Clean at sfdpw.org and tell them what needs taken away. Most of us have taken a peep into other people's yards with Google Maps, but there's another web application that lets you snoop around San Francisco. It's called GIS and it gives you a new view of your neighborhood. If the public wants to access any particular information about their house or their neighborhood or the city, we point them to GIS. GIS is a combination of maps and data. It's not simply a graphic that you'd see on a screen or on a map. Uh, underneath it is attribute information. You can get the traffic counts for a particular street. You can get the assessed value for a particular parcel. You can get the number of crimes for a particular police district for a certain period of time. It's the idea of combining these different layers of information and then sort of stacking them on top of each other to present to the public. Other types of GIS people are most familiar with are probably web-based uh, mapping systems often seen such as Google Earth, Yahoo Maps, MapQuest, Microsoft, Virtual Earth. Uh, those are all examples of online mapping systems that can be used to find businesses or get driving directions, check on traffic conditions. 
uh, essentially all digital maps. GIS is used in the city of San Francisco to better support what departments do, what their business needs are. You can imagine all the various elements of a city, including parcels for all the properties, all the critical infrastructure, such as where the storm drains are, where the water mains run, all the city assets like the traffic lights and fire hydrants. Anything that you can uh, represent in a geographic space can be stored in a geographic information system for retrieval and analysis. In the Department of Public Works, they have to manage and maintain what goes on in the right-of-way. Somebody's looking to dig up the street to put in a pipe or access the conduit down there. They have to apply for a permit. At the Bureau of Street Use and Mapping, the counter person can actually click on the map Click on the uh, street segment itself and up will come attribute information that can help them make a better decision. The public GIS applications uh, currently available are SF Parcel, which is the assessor's application. You can go to the assessor's website and click on the SF Parcel application and bring up a map of San Francisco. You can search by address or you can search by block and lot and get assessor information about your parcel as well as uh, any parcel in the city of San Francisco. Another application would be the crime maps application where you can search by any address and find the incidence of crime in San Francisco within the last 90 days. We also have a more general application called SF Viewer which allows you to click on the map and drill down and get various information such as your supervisor or your assembly person or who your park supervisor is, the nearest public facility. And also through our SFI application that we support for the Mayor's Office of Neighborhood Services, you can basically do the same thing and sort of drill down into your neighborhood and get where the nearest hospital is, what's the nearest police station, fire station, etc. Feedback has been very positive about GIS because not only do people access it here in our office, but they can also access it from home because we have it available on the internet. What used to happen is that people would look at large maps and then carry these huge books to be able to find their block and lot. And they had took a long time to find the information. Now they just look at it from the ease of their home. It really saves the city time and money because you're not taking up the time of a particular employee at uh, the assessor's office who might be actually doing things a little bit more efficiently on their, on their own end. What we're finding is that people are coming to us already with just information that normally would have taken us a long time. They have it ready to go and just say, this is what I want, and then we could just easily give it to them. We're also finding the same thing happening on the phones where people just call in and they ask, how do I find this information? We tell them, go to this website. They go to it and then they get the information easily. As some old story goes, a picture tells a thousand stories. Some people say a, a map tells even more. You can try out the GIS application for yourself. Go to sfgov.org slash GIS. Type in your neighbor's address and snoop away. Every summer, thousands of people visit a city park and never really see the whole park. If you've never been past the bandstand, you can see the rest of Stern Grove right now through the eyes of its caretaker. My name is Robert Sheets, and I'm the park supervisor for Stern Grove and the Parks in the Sunset District. And I have worked out here for going on about three years. We are approximately right now 60 to 70 feet below street level, which is why it is so peaceful here right now. It's a 64 acre park. The park is div basically divided into two sections. We are in the Stern Grove area. 
When you get over to Pine Lake Meadow and Pine Lake, Pine Lake is considered a natural area. In 1847, the Green family came out here, and then, back then, this was a kind of an empty canyon in the sand dune area. They came out here and claimed this property. And then in 1892, George Green, who's the second generation of the Green family, built the Trucadero Clubhouse out here. It was actually a hotel then. It was said that this was a place to go if you were weary of the dirty city and the police. <laughs> There's been a couple of uh, gunfights out here. As a matter of fact, the front door has some uh, bullet holes in it that are historic. We don't ever repair them. 1931, uh, Miss Sigmund Stern bought the property from the uh, Green family. She donated it to the city of San Francisco and she had one specification on the um, on giving it to the city that it would be used forever for the enjoyment and recreation of the people of the city and county of San Francisco. And it has ever since. Every summer, the Stern Grove Association in San Francisco Rec and Park put on 10 concerts, they're free concerts. Usually people start coming out around 10 in the morning and it is a big family affair. Everybody's out here on the lawn, it's picnics and it's always free. Anybody can come out. It's just a great way to spend a Sunday. Shows kick on around 1 or 2 in the afternoon and run till 5. Thanks to the Stern Grove Association, they renovated the Concert Meadow. Concert Meadow used to just be a rolling grassy area, put in a new stage, new stage buildings. They put in terraces. We get about anywhere from 8,000 to 12,000 people. And the meadow next to the Concert Meadow is full of people, even though they can't see the music, they can hear it. And I've walked over into that meadow several times and you, they don't even care. We do have literally events going on day and night. Um, the Concert Association has what they call Kids Days during the week, where some of their performers actually come out for uh, 100, 200 kids. Right now, um, the Trocadero Clubhouse, it gets rented out primarily for weddings, retirements, family affairs. The San Francisco Croquet Club has their greens up here. We also have um, horseshoe pits here two playgrounds, tennis courts. At any given time, we have anywhere from 25 to 100 dogs out here. It is like bison going across the Midwest. There are so many dogs, they're just covering the, covering the ground. It's kind of a get together. Uh, all the dog walkers know each other. If you go down to Pine Lake Day Camp right now, You'll see about 50 kids down there. The rec directors down there are just wonderful. They have all kinds of entertainment for the kids, and the kids get to run around basically the eucalyptus forest and go nuts. Pine Lake is a natural lake. In other words, me and my gardeners don't go in there and plant rose beds or anything like that. It's very natural. They take care of the area around the lake. What they try to do is uh, basically plant natives that are drought tolerant ones that can stand uh, the dry summers here. The whole park is undergoing quite a bit of reconstruction. They're going to renovate the um, trails around the lake. 
And the big project is the capital project for Pine Lake Meadow. They're going to uh, re-turf the dog run, re-turf the, the meadow by the day camp. So we're looking for a very busy fall, but uh, by the spring of next year, we should have some very major renovations to this park that is just going to make it an outstanding park. I don't ever refer to it as my park. All the parks belong to all the people. This park belongs just as much to the family in the Bayview District as it does to the gentleman that lives across the street up here. And I am very happy and very proud to be the caretaker for them. I wake up uh, every day and think that I've got one of the best jobs in the world. You can view historic photos of Stern Grove and other city parks by going to the Rec and Park homepage and scrolling to the link at the bottom of the page. If you enjoyed our visit to Stern Grove, watch the next City in Focus, when we'll tour another San Francisco park to celebrate the birthday of a local music legend. And Charles tries to lend a hand at the wastewater treatment facility. You can email your story ideas to us, recommend your favorite park, or tell us what San Francisco issue you want to know more about. Thank you for watching City in Focus on SFG TV.